yo, we are back. All right, thanks for helping us uh, go through the lines and spreads. Now we're gonna check out DK salaries this week. Look at some differences, see what we like. So we're gonna start over here at quarterback. Starting up the top here, we got everything sorted by their salary this week. Over here off to the right, you can see the difference from last week. And we're gonna scroll through here. Now this list here doesn't include all quarterbacks, not just main slate. So bear with us. We're going to try to skip over the Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, guys. So starting here at the top, we got Josh Allen coming in at $8,100. He's coming off by, so he doesn't have a previous salary. That seems about right for, you know, a quarterback like that that can go nuclear at any time. Jake, thoughts on him? Love him. Love him a lot. Playing Miami, 30th ranked defense. Mm -hmm. Give me that matchup, please. Yep. He's a good play, always expensive, but we know that he can return value. This guy can put up 40 points. You know, if you're playing him, great. Coming on down, we're going to skip over Mahomes. So this is interesting here. You have two of the top three quarterbacks not even playing on the main slate. So quarterback might be wide open this week, or it might just condense on Josh Allen. We'll see what happens. Then you got Matthew Stafford here. Next up, 7,600. He's up $500 from where he was last week. They're playing at Houston. Houston, 28th-ranked defense versus the quarterback. What are your thoughts on him? Love him as well, Mike. It's hard to go with anyone else right now after you drop those two. And they're playing two poor defenses, two of the poorest in the entire league. Yep, and you got to imagine that's why they are priced up the way they are. Um, Matt Stafford, 7600 that's a pretty high price for a quarterback that doesn't have a rushing floor. I mean, they might jump up to an early lead and just hand it off to Darrell Henderson. Even if Stafford has, you know, two touchdown passes at 7,600, that's not going to get it done. So I'm not saying don't play him. You can always play a Matthew Stafford Cooper Cup stack. But they're making it interesting by pricing him up like that. We'll keep coming down here. Rodgers is playing Thursday. So we'll get down. Tom Brady, 7,400. So he's down $300. So I get it. It's because of the competition here. They're playing at New Orleans. But I think that's really interesting. Stafford is more higher priced than Mr. 600 Club Tom Brady. Um, I get it. It's because of the matchup. But that's just hard for me to see Stafford priced higher and, and to play him. You know, Jake, what are you, you got any thoughts there on Brady? Yeah, I think that's pretty interesting with him playing a much tougher defense than Stafford. I'm really shocked that his price didn't drop lower. Yeah, well, and that's interesting because I was actually, like I said, going the other way with that. It just is weird to me see, to see Stafford priced higher than Brady, but obviously it's matchup driven. Uh, next up, Dak is playing Sunday night. So, again, we got Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Dak Prescott all not playing in the main slate. So that's four out of the top, what is that, nine quarterbacks that we listed? Very interesting. Keep coming down here. We got Justin Herbert playing at home against New England. $7,300. He's coming off a buy, so he didn't have a price last week. I think $7,300 is a very fair price for Herbert. Personally, I would play Herbert over Stafford. Especially, we'll look at ownership on Saturday and see where they're at. But I think Herbert has a higher ceiling. I think he has a higher floor. And he's cheaper. So, I would personally... Uh, you know, just it's only Tuesday, first look here, but I like this Herbert play. Next up, Jalen Hurts. They finally got him over 7K. He's up to 7,200. Still going to play him, though. Yeah, I'm like, he's still the cheat code, <laughs> so it's yep. probably still a steal. 
So he's up 300 from last week, 7,200 playing at Denver. This is one of those games we said it could kind of turn into a sneaky little shootout. Um, Denver 23rd ranked defense versus quarterback. Jalen Hurts has that. Detroit. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say Denver? Detroit, yeah. yeah. Detroit 23rd against the quarterback. Jalen Hurts has that rushing floor. Narrow target tree. You got Devontae Smith. Now with Zach Ertz gone, you could play Dallas Goddard if you wanted to do a double stack. You don't have to do double stacks with Hurts, though, because he does have that rushing upside. Jake, this is your boy. I know you're going to want to say something. He's like the automatic cash quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. You really can't go wrong. His price tag, like you were just saying, he's still still an awesome pick. Yep. Hi there. <laughs> Well, because, Murray Man uh, wanted to make an appearance. That's my other dog. Maya made an appearance last episode. Now we got Murray in here. Uh, Murray's a little more camera friendly. <laughs> Maybe my wife's going to make an appearance. Bree, <laughs> what are you doing in here? <laughs> and she's gone. Hopefully not gone, gone. All right. We'll keep it moving here. Joe Burrow, he's up $900 after these few weeks of just blow-up games. He's over 7K himself, 7,100 playing at the Jets. I mean, he's shown us that he can get it done. He's done it the past two weeks. My only concern here, not, not really concerned, but just to play devil's advocate, they're playing at the Jets, could be a blowout. They might not need Burrow to get it done. You know, He might have two passing touchdowns, 200 yards, and then they just grind it out with P. Ryan and Mixon. So at 7,100, you know, 200 yards and two touchdowns, that's just not quite going to do it for tournaments. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have that rushing floor. He's coming off that knee injury from last year. He hasn't shown his mobility that he had coming out of college. And that's not a bad thing because he could obviously sling it all over the field. He looks great. But at 7,100, that's a little rich for my blood. I mean, they priced him up almost a full $1,000. That's wild. I don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback really take a jump like that. Yeah, Tua jumped up 1500 from last week, but that's because he was coming off of an injury. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll keep it rolling here. Uh, Russ obviously out with the injury. Tannehill coming in next, 6600 at Indianapolis. Um, this is someone that I'm really high on. Um, he's up $200, but I think that that 6600 is still low for a quarterback of Tannehill's caliber. He also has that rushing floor, and last week we saw what he did against Kansas City. So at 6,600, playing a division rival, let's see, 17th ranked against the quarterback. I don't know. That doesn't scare me away. I think that that's an interesting play. I think it's a fair price, maybe slightly underpriced even. What do you, what do you think about that? I like him a lot. I think that's a really great price for him. He showed a lot of good things last week, and if he continues on to have success like that, what he showed like he could do last year, and I feel like it's a favorable matchup. Indy's corners are old. You got some old timers there in the secondary. I mm-hmm. feel like AJ Brown back, back to himself. He could just go off and be a monster this game. AJB's back. That's right. We love him. Um, let's keep it coming down. So Cousins is playing the Sunday night game, and then this is interesting. Next on the list is Winston, but look at salary. We're going all the way down. Tannehill is sixty six hundred. You have a huge jump. Winston's coming in at six k, so a big drop off there. Um, I don't know. You kind of see that tier break, and you're getting into players. There's a reason that they're priced down, right? Now Winston is playing against the Tampa Bay pass funnel, twenty fourth rank versus quarterbacks. They're probably one of the five 
best defensive backs to go or secondaries to go against. But Winston, he's turnover prone. You never know what you're going to get from him. He might have you know a highlight reel of touchdowns and a blooper reel of interceptions all in one game. So boomer bust type of potential. I really, since he doesn't have any pass catchers that you want to pair him with, and it, since Alvin Kamara is a stud running back, I will probably avoid Winston in tournaments, and Winston's never a cash option in my opinion, so no interest there. Jake, thoughts? That and then the guys we have under him. I, some of these guys I would prefer over him anyway. Yep, so some of the next few guys, you have Matt Ryan coming in at 5,900 playing Carolina. Carson Wentz, 5,700 playing Tennessee. And uh, you got Jimmy Garoppolo, 5,600 playing at Chicago. I think that's probably about where we'd end it there. Jake, what do you think with this group of players that we just rattled off? Is that who you had in mind or how low you going here? We don't even know if Darnold's the starting quarterback for the Panthers anymore. And then you got Trevor Lawrence on the road traveling out west to Seattle. Baker probably, probably I don't know, probably out? Maybe not. Let's see what it says. It says no notes. His shoulder practice. didn't practice Monday, so... He's not practicing. We'll see. Yeah, I'm not, not really a fan of anyone here. I'd say the rest of them. But is this the group you were talking about then? You said below Winston. Oh, yeah, yeah. Interesting, Just, so. yeah. Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Garoppolo. I'd consider those guys maybe. I would put them above Jameis Winston for consideration. Yeah, for fantasy purposes, I, I would agree with that. All right, let's keep it moving here. Let's jog on over to running back. Starting at the top. It's the usual suspects here. Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, um, Christian McCaffrey. Let's see if they have any news on him. No news. Placed him on injured reserve. But does it have a date here when that was? Like Ten days game. ago. So, okay, so he's going to be out for two more games. If you go on IR, you're out three games. So if he's missed one, mm-hmm. you know, then he's got two more to go. Dalvin Cook playing Sunday night, so he's not on the main slate. And then we got Eckler at 7,900. So it's kind of similar to last week where Derrick Henry came in at, I think, 9K, and then you had almost a two or $3,000 drop-off yeah, until you got to Aaron, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones at 7,500. Yeah. Derrick Henry was 9,200. 92 last week here. So Derrick Henry's down $300 playing at Indy, and then you're down to Alvin Kamara at 87. But then Christian McCaffrey out, Dalvin Cook out because he's playing Sunday night. And then you're down to 7,900. I guess it's not a huge drop off, but it's something, you know, especially in cash games. I think you're going to have people that try to get up to Derrick Henry and then they're going to kind of punt receiver or you're going to have people that target those high-priced receivers. Devontae Adams isn't on this slate, but maybe Cooper Cup. And then they're going to get down to that 6K range running back in cash games. So that's something to always have in the back of your mind. Just how does this slate look and how do you expect other players mm-hmm. to play it? Because you can gain some serious leverage if you can figure out how other players are going to play it. Yeah, this week, I mean, I'm just looking down, I guess, a little bit. But the guys in the 6K range right now, I'm really liking. All these guys, I mean, up top are beasts. You got Eckler. Najee yep. Harris there, Zeke. Zeke's coming Zeke's in for Zeke's night Sunday game. night, yep. But then now Jonathan Taylor, yep. Yeah. Taylor's down $500, down to 72 
I think 77 was a little pricey for him. 72 seems about right. He had been in the mid to high 6K range most of the season. I think 7,200 is a good spot. Getting a big jump. Yeah, Swift up 1,100. We've been saying, you know, the last few weeks since we started the podcast that we've been really high on him. I mean, all season. The guy does it all. He's an elite talent. He really is. He just plays on a team that doesn't really put him in good game environments. But because of his pass catching ability, he still performs well. So 7,100, that's a little pricey. Um, they're playing Philadelphia, 28th rank against the running back. Um, Joe Mixon. I don't know. Yeah, I guess nice. I'm not – well, I'm not afraid of him, though. 7,100, I think that's a little overpriced. But I think that he can – he can get there. And if that high price means other people are afraid to play him, then maybe I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I'm not. Yeah, good leverage play. Good leverage play, yeah. So we'll see. We always check the projected ownership and leverage ratings on Saturday when we look at the player models and build our lineups. But interesting. They priced him up quite a bit. It might scare people away, but I think that he's worth that price in the right game environment, and I think this is the right game environment. We'll keep coming down. Um, Saquon's Monday, Aaron Jones is Thursday. Like Jake mentioned, we're back down to Joe Mixon here. Now we're in that 6K range. So you got Joe Mixon, 6'9", only went up 400. Mm -hmm. They're playing the worst team in the league. Definitely contenders for it. The worst worst team against against running backs, yeah. Yeah, and Mixon's a bell cow back. When he's healthy, they like to feed him the ball. So kind of the same boat as um, DeAndre Swift. He's priced up, but I'm not afraid of him. He can do it. He can get there. Nick Chubb, I think Jake mentioned him earlier in that Pittsburgh game. He's down $200 coming off of an injury. We're hoping that he's fresh with the long rest. It's supposed to be awful weather that game, so we anticipate even more rushing attempts. Yep. 6800 is more than fair price for him. Keep coming down. James Robinson, 6600 I think that mid-6K range is about right for him. Playing at Seattle. Um, it's tough to say. You imagine that... Seattle's secondary is going to want to take Trevor Lawrence out of the game, so they might rely on James Robinson a little bit. Um, Seattle's not going to want to get into a shootout with Geno Smith, and you look here at 30th-ranked defense versus running backs. So I think that uh, James Robinson's definitely in consideration. Darrell Henderson down $100, and I think that's only because so many people were high on him last week, and it ended up being a Cooper Cup game. That now he's down a hundred. I don't know. We could see he might be a post hype sleeper. Maybe people will be afraid to play him again because like, oh, I know how this goes. I played him last week and he let me down. So this is another one. I think that that's a great price. That's a good opponent. Twenty fifth rank versus running backs. We'll see where ownership comes in. Mm-hmm. With him though, since people have kind of been on him all year ever since Cam Akers got injured, I think that people are always looking for reasons to play him and looking for spots. So we'll check ownership, but. I like the play. Keep coming down. I mentioned Leonard Fournette. Um, so New Orleans has fifth-ranked defense versus running back, but if Tampa Bay just gets up to a, a lead early, it doesn't really matter. He'll still get the touches, and he catches passes. You know, If they march down the field, someone has to score the touchdown. It could be him. Down $100 here in this 6300 price point. I think he's probably going to be – in that low 6K range the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair price. He's not high on my list, 
But I would consider him. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm not too high on Fournette. I'd say it's not a favorable matchup for him, but just like you said, if Tampa Bay ends up getting a lot of touchdowns early, they definitely like to resort to the run, burn that clock out. Uh, the earlier guys you mentioned, I agree. Like Nixon, Chubb, Robinson, all studs. I see them all having pretty good weeks. Henderson, game script's going to matter a lot. Depends what they do offensively there. Um, our next guy's there, Cordero Patterson. Mm-hmm. He's the gadget guy. The Falcons love to use him, and they're finding a lot of different ways to work him in. Carolina does fairly well against running backs, it looks like, eighth ranked. Um, his price didn't change much from last week. He only dropped 100. Which is interesting because he had a good game. Yeah. Um, and I think he had he had double-digit carries, and I think he had six targets. So it's a guy that they just like to get involved in the offense. I don't – he doesn't – he has running back eligibility for fantasy football purposes, but he – I mean, they use him all over the place. He gets carries lined up, you know, as an eye back in some instances, and they line him up out wide and he runs routes. So that's someone – I don't know, last week I, I was just saying, like, going from 4,900 to 6,300 – um, that, that was enough to get me off of him. I liked playing him for 4,900, knowing that he could get me 30 points. I don't want to play him at 6,200 when he has to get me 20 points, mm-hmm. you know, in tournaments at least. So that's someone, he really is becoming more of a, an automatic cash play though. It's $6,200. If he's going to get 15 carries and five targets, I mean, that's what you hope for from any running back. Mm-hmm. So it's fair price if they continue the usage. I think it just throws people off because... He's 29 years old. He's been in the league forever. And all of a sudden, he's become this reliable source. So, for source for fantasy points. So, I don't know. We'll see. Interesting play, though, every week. Damian Harris, we talked about him. He's up $400. They're playing on the road all the way across the country as underdogs. I'm not touching that. 6,100. There's no way. Keep coming down. We got Chuba Hubbard at Atlanta, 6K. Down $100. I played him in about every lineup I had last week. I can't believe I made any money playing him, but luckily I had that Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson double stack that we ran back with my boy, DeAndre Swift. But this week, Chuba at Atlanta, 14th ranked running back defense. They're going to be underdogs on the road. I don't know if that's an enticing play. Jake, what do you think? Any of these guys? Yeah, I'm not huge on them. Like Damian Harris... Tough to say, like their offense, I don't see them thriving against the Chargers in any way like they did last week against the Jets. They did whatever they wanted. I feel like it'll be much closer game. Even could see them having to play from behind quite a bit, so they'd have to throw a lot more than run. Yep. Chuba just can't really trust Carolina. I don't feel like right now. I mean, like we said, you don't even know Donald's gonna start. He got benched last week, so I can't anticipate the passing game going well really. And if you're one dimensional. Good luck. Yep. No, totally. And I'm looking down here now. So Devontae Booker obviously played Monday night. But Kareem Hunt, like I mentioned earlier, you could play Chubb and Hunt in the same lineup with Baker out. They're playing Pittsburgh, a division rival. 10th ranked versus running back. But I don't think that matters when you're playing a team like Cleveland that, you know, they're just going to enforce their will Mm -hmm. on Pittsburgh. So coming in at $5,800, down $700 from last week. Kareem Hunt is someone I'm going to be playing in a lot of lineups, I have a feeling. We'll see later on in the week. And then down to Antonio Gibson, 
Guy's a home run threat from anywhere on the field. Um, pass catching back, playing at Denver. Denver's not a very good team. I know playing on the road, typically you're an underdog. But playing at Denver, Washington could come in there. I mean, I think they're three-point underdogs, but Washington could come in there and you know jump out to, to somewhat of a lead. Or even if they are playing from behind, Antonio Gibson is a dynamic playmaker. So going down $200 to 5700 he was in the upper 6000 range to begin the year. And he's dealt with some injuries, but I don't know. He, he's just, he's so talented that at that price, he'll be in my player pool and we'll keep coming down. Daryl Williams playing Monday night. Miles Gaskin, we mentioned on the road at Buffalo. They'll be playing from behind. He is the pass catching back. And if the weather is, you know, sloppy, they aren't going to be slinging it down the field. They're going to be getting the ball in his hand. So again, 5,600, he's up $300. But 5600 is a reasonable price for him. And we just keep coming down. Chris Carson, not sure if he's going to be back from injury or not. Um, he's on injured reserve, so he'll be out. He's out. But Elijah, Elijah Mitchell here at Chicago, um, even with Garoppolo back, San Francisco, they're a run-first team. They're going to want to grind it out. So he's up $300, but at 5400 that's a, I mean, extremely reasonable price for someone that could score... 20 30 points mm-hmm. you know he could get 15 to 20 carries in that game so i'm really liking this week just you know first look i hadn't looked at these prices yet i hadn't looked at game lines yet but this basically from cream hunt at 5800 down to elijah mitchell here at 5400 i like that range of running backs this week and whenever you go down and get those you know 5k running backs it saves you a little salary to move up you might be able to jam in a Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. right? You might be able to jam in a Cooper Cup. So that's interesting to me. Um, anything else down here? I haven't really been keeping up on injuries this week. Anything catching your eye? Anything There's you want to talk about? Some names I'm seeing there. Javante Williams, we'd mentioned earlier. Yep. He's due to finally take more and more of the work share between him and Melvin Gordon. It's just a matter of when. Yep. His price hasn't fluctuated a lot. He's been low fives past few weeks now. Rest of the guys, I'm not too on. Alex Collins, if he gets the start, which it looks like he will, he, I feel like at that price, is a viable option. 16 carries this last game. Didn't do a whole heck of a lot with it, but yeah. But still, it's the volume you're looking for. Mm-hmm. We, we already looked earlier. The Saints have the number five run defense. So just the fact that he got 16 carries, you know, that's impressive. He was playing against Jacksonville this week, 21st ranked against the the run. So, yeah, I like that a lot. 5,300. Yeah, this price range, Javante, 53. Alex Collins, 53. Here are those running backs we talked about. Damian Williams coming off of um, the COVID list, coming in at 5,300. Khalil Herbert at 5,400. It's two running backs that I think people are going to see the price, and they're going to pick one or the other. I'm going to fade them both. I'm not going to touch either of them. I'll let other people get cute and try to pick one. And honestly, that's kind of my strategy with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon right now, too. I'm waiting to see something. I don't need a blow-up game from Javante, but give me a game where Javante gets 75% of the snap share and Melvin Gordon gets 25. You know, give me a game where Javante Williams gets 17 carries and Melvin Gordon gets 5. I don't need Javante to score 40 fantasy points. I just want to see some some separation there. But I agree completely with Jake. Um, that Javante is a talented running back and his time will come. Keep coming down. Zach Moss, 5,200. They're huge favorites at home against Miami if the weather's bad. 
they might just rely on the run game. So Zach Moss at 5,200 I think is a good play. And then we're down here to J.D. McKissick, like I mentioned earlier. If Antonio Gibson ends up you know, later in the week popping up on the injury report, or if you just want to be contrarian, you know, at 5100 that's a great price for a back who has an established role and then has that upside mm-hmm. if the starter is injured. Um, Miles Sanders is going to be out. Kenny Gainwell coming in at 5000 A little pricey for me. He's up $800 from where he was last week. Obviously, that's due to Miles Sanders you know, being out. But Boston Scott got a lot of the touches after Sanders went out. So I don't know if I want to play Kenneth Gainwell at 5000 Mike Davis down from 5,200, which we thought was a great play last week, to 5K this week, which I think is a terrible play after we've seen how they use Cordero Patterson. I have no interest in Mike Davis. I don't know. What do you think about these guys? I kind of rattled off a few names there. Any thoughts? I like Zach Moss. I feel like with Buffalo having, yeah, a big spread, they are going to end up running the ball a lot more, especially if the weather, the wind, the rain, whatever's going on there is causing them to run. I feel like he's turned himself into the every down back for them. Singletary doesn't get as many touches as he did last season. Right. Zach Moss is definitely the early down favorite. Uh, McKissick, good contrarian play. Gibson's out. He'd only get even more touches. I think Jarrett Patterson would step in and take the early down uh, plays if Gibson were out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely possible. Kenny Gainwell... It's hard to say. I mean, we just saw maybe a half of football with him playing without Miles Sanders. Looked like his role, like you had said, didn't change much. Boston Scott kind of came in and took Miles Sanders' touches. Mike Davis, yeah, looks like a bust. I don't. I just feel like his role is becoming less and less, and even the touches he is having, he's not doing anything with them. Yeah, they're not high-value touches. And that's one of those things, too, where there might be some people, especially amateur players, that see, oh my God, Mike Davis is the starting running back for the Falcons, and I can play him for 5K. I got to get him into my lineup. Let him. Let him. <laughs> they can put him in because guess what? He's down from 5,200 to 5K this week. He'll be down to 4,800 next week. Yeah. He'll be down to 4,600 the week after that. So that's one of those guys that I'm not going to touch, but I think a lot of people will, and I'm all for it. Let them play him. Keep kind of scrolling down here. Nothing really jumping out. DJ Dallas is up to $5,000 plus $700 from last week. Um, I mean, that's with Chris Carson being out. He's going to get a little you know, more looks in the past game, but I'm not going to play him. There's really nothing here. Michael Carter is the starting running back for the Jets. They're playing Cincinnati. They're underdogs. He's only up $100 from $4,800, $4,900. So at that, at that price point in cash games, he only needs to get you 11 points. He could get there. Um Tournaments, I don't know. Can he get you 20 points? That's what you'd need in tournaments. I don't know if he can get you 20 points. That's a different story. But cash games, I think he's viable. Keep coming down here. There's really nothing that's catching my eye. I don't know. I got Brandon Bolden coming in here at 4500 up $500 from the men's salary. So he's the pass catching back in New England. They will be playing from behind at L.A. So that's actually someone that I really like at that price point. Mm-hmm. That's who I was going to say. I was like, Brandon Bolton's catching my eye there at that price. And then right below him, Naheem Hines. Yeah, Hines. He could be in the exact same situation, possibly. They're playing from behind. Yeah, similar situation and similar roles on their teams. So I think that those are both interesting plays for tournaments. 
Um, keep going. I guess Boston Scott coming in at 4,400, playing at Detroit. 27th-ranked defense versus the running back. Jake and I both expect him to get quite a bit of the early down work. But it, it's tough to say. You know, the Eagles drafted Kenneth Gainwell. He had been the direct replacement to Miles Sanders all year, been spelling him for spurts and obviously the pass-catching back. So we'll see. They had a whole week to prepare. They're going to Detroit. I just don't know. Philly run game has not really been existing the whole year with the running backs. Jalen Hurts is their leading rusher, so I I just really would steer away from any Philly running back right now. Right. All right, let's keep it moving here. Let's jog over to receivers, take a look here at the top. Um, Cooper Cup, finally, priced where he should be, 9K. (laughs) I mean, all year we've been playing him every week. 5K, 6K, 7K. What was he, 8,400 last week. Still played him. 9K, still going to play him. Are you afraid to play Devontae Adams at 9K? He's 9,200 and we were playing him? No. So why would we be afraid to play Cooper Cup? Now, Devontae Adams is on the Thursday slate, and I think he's going to miss this week from COVID. So we don't have to worry about that regardless. But Cooper Cup, 9K at Houston. He's in my player pool. That's someone that I'm going to want to jam into cash lineups if I can afford to get up to him. And we'll, uh, we'll take a look later you know, on Saturday when we build our cash lineup, and we'll see if we can. Other than that, look at these next ones. Devontae, not on the main slate. Tyree Kill, not on the main slate. Justin Jefferson, not on the main slate. So now we're down to Stephon Diggs coming in at $8,100, which seems like a fair price, but he just hasn't done it yet this year. Now they're playing Miami at home. Miami's the 31st-ranked defense versus receiver in fantasy. So that could be a reason why his price is up to 8100 But the weather, though, if it ends up being poor weather, I'm not too high on him. But that all depends on the weather. If it ends up being good weather, I could see people going with him. Just like you were saying, though, he really hasn't dropped like a 30- or 40-point game this year like he has in the past. Right. Still waiting on that big game. He's got the talent. I mean, it's there. It's just a matter of it happening or not. Yep. We'll keep our eyes on the weather here later in the week. Um, that $8,100 price tag might scare some people off, but we know that the talent's there. We know that Miami, especially if Xavier Howard um, isn't playing, he's, I don't know if he's been injured or if they're trying to trade him or what, but he just hasn't really been on the field. They've been keeping him on the sidelines, not even suiting him up. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Who else do they have? Byron Jones? Who's their other corner? They have two. Yeah, it's Byron Jones. Two legit lockdown cornerbacks, but they've both either been injured or kept out for whatever, you know, various reasons. So, you know, that'll kind of play into it too. But if that $8,100 price tag scares people away, then I might just play him because I know that he can return that value. Keep coming down. CeeDee Lamb's playing Sunday night. We're down to Mike Williams here, New England. 7700 at home, not a big fan. I just, I think he's overpriced. It, I, I mean, it <laughs> doesn't seem like it, but I just think some of his games, he's, have been out of the ordinary for him. I just don't feel like he can keep the touchdown consistency up and maintain it on a regular basis through the season. Mm-hmm. I just feel like Keenan Allen's going to take more and more points away from him. As the season goes on, uh, our next guy's there, McLaurin. I love him. Uh, it's just tough, though. He's got a tough matchup. He's got Patrick Sertan, so against for Denver, who's been pretty much locked down against anyone he's gone against. He's been an awesome defensive rookie out there this season. Jamar Chase, 
That's that dude. That's that dude. He is getting it done, and I feel like he's going to keep getting it done. His price has skyrocketed. Both of these guys. McLaurin's up $700, and Jamar Chase is up $1,300. Like Jake said, though, these guys, this is where they should be. Jamar Chase is a $7,500 receiver. Terry McLaurin is a $7,600 receiver. This is where they should have been priced all year long. Obviously, Jamar Chase being a rookie, no one knew that coming in, but it was pretty obvious right away. He's out there just blasting by NFL caliber DBs, and people are saying, well, he can't keep doing this. He can't do it every week. Yeah, he can. He does. He does it every week. He's that talented. He's that gifted, and what's scary is he's only going to get better. So $7,500, good price for him, Seventy six, good for McLaurin. They're both playing on the road. They're both playing trash teams. Jake has a great point, though. Sertain is... He's a lockdown corner. That dude's the real deal. But I, I don't know. Is he going to follow McLaurin everywhere? Are they going to manu- Is Washington going to manufacture plays for McLaurin? Um, I don't know. I'm not afraid to play him. He's not going to be at the top of my player pool. But 22nd ranked defense versus wide receiver. Jets, second ranked defense versus wide receiver. I kind of have a feeling that their defensive ranking versus fantasy receivers is so good yeah. is because they get blown out every game. And so the other teams just, just run against the them. Yeah. yeah. So I think these are fair prices, but to be completely honest, I'm probably going to find other players, right? It's not that I'm going to X these guys out of my lineups. I definitely am going to consider them. I think they're fair prices, but we'll see where we end up. Keep coming down here. Nuke. Playing Thursday. Then we got Debo. Debo's up $100 to 7400 at Chicago. Jake and I both were talking earlier. We like him. Um, I'd kind of put him in that same boat with McLaurin and Chase, the way they've been using him, mm-hmm. the points he's been putting up. So playing double-digit targets almost every week. Yep, and in a more favorable game script here, Chicago's 28th-ranked versus wide receivers. They're going to be heavy. Well, I guess they're only three-point favorites. I'm really surprised. I think it's San Francisco. Maybe it's because it's a road game and they're traveling east. But I really think San Francisco is the better team here on paper. So I think Debo Samuel is going to be a play for me, especially if ownership comes in with McLaurin, Chase, and Debo. If, if the ownership for those three players is similar, Debo is going to be my top ranked out of those three. Keep coming down. We got DJ Moore. DJ Moore's up $100 even after the Sam Darnold benching. So he's up to 7,200 at Atlanta. I don't hate that. I like DJ Moore's talent. They're going to be playing on the road. They'll be, I believe they're underdogs, right? Were they two and a half point underdogs? Three point underdogs or so? So yeah. I, I, I like that. Yeah, I mean, he's an elite talent. $7,200, that's a more than fair price for someone of his caliber. So we'll just see who's uh, playing quarterback, I guess, this week. And Matt Rule said it's Sam Darnold. I, I do expect it to be Sam Darnold, but... We'll see how long of a leash he has. Jake, thoughts on Debo or DJ Moore? Like them both. DJ Moore, he can get it done. It's just a matter of the ball getting in his hands. Debo's shown us this year that he's talented. I mean, the guy has uber amount of athleticism. He just needs to keep getting the ball in his hands, which I think Garoppolo will. That's the good thing is that he's not a run-first guy like Trey Lance. So if Jimmy G is... The starter, I would anticipate Debo to get fed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Keep coming down here. We got Mike Evans. Mike Evans is up $500 to seven k. I think that's a fair price for the talent, but they're playing at New Orleans. 
I, I see here that New Orleans is 29th ranked versus wide receivers, but they do really lock down the other team's number one receiver. And with all the other weapons Tampa Bay has, I, I just I'm, I'm not going to be paying 7K for Mike Evans. You know, we'll keep jogging down here. I can get Godwin for 64. Where's Antonio Antonio Brown 61? Like I'll be looking more in that range if I want to play that game. I'll let other people play Mike Evans because he's coming off the blow-up game. Mm-hmm. That's where I personally stand on that. And that's not to say that Mike Evans might not catch like two or three touchdowns. They use him from the goal line, which is kind of scary. You know, they're down on the one-yard line. They'll throw a spot pass to him, and he'll get in. So, you know, you see these wide receiver matchups where New Orleans locks down the other team's number one, and you look at how Tampa Bay has all these other options. But it really just takes Mike Evans catching two or three one-yard passes, and he mm-hmm. turns them into touchdowns. But at 7K, you know, where I were playing probabilities, I'm, I'm going to be fading him this week. Jake, what are your thoughts on him? Same. I mean, he's really become their red zone guy. It's hard to bank on him, though, converting, you know, on a regular basis for that because Leonard Fournette can also get the – uh, carries there when they're inside or if they're on the one yard line yeah you also like to do the old tb1k quarterback draw that's right so it's it's hard to say who to go with i mean really with mike evans you're banking on touchdowns to happen and with their offense being as explosive as it is you don't know who really the touchdowns are going to funnel through so i just feel more comfortable going with antonio brown or godwin just along with what you were saying, Lattimore is their corner there. He's locked down, one of the best in the league. He'll be matched up on Mike Evans there. Yep. I'd feel a lot more comfortable going with Antonio Brown or Godwin. Yep. And the way I've been attacking the Tampa Bay wide receivers this year is one matchup, two ownership percentage. I don't really care about salary all that much. I know that I've just been saying like 7K is too much. But what I'm going to do on Saturdays, I'm going to look at, okay, between Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin – who has the highest ownership, and then I'm going to, because of Mike Evans' matchup, I'm going to you know knock him a little bit, but I'm going to look at ownership, and it really comes down to that with the Tampa Bay receivers for me. Mm-hmm. Who's their matchup? Who's going to be the lowest owned? Kind of combine those two things together and figure out who I'm going to play. It makes it easier. That way you're not just guessing. It's not a stab in the dark. It's not, well, maybe it's going to be a Mike Evans week. Maybe it's going to be a Chris Godwin week. I want to get unique, and I want to play good matchups. So I think it's a good matchup for Godwin. I think it's a good matchup for Antonio Brown. And come Saturday, we'll look at where the ownership condenses. If everyone is condensed on you know, those two players, then maybe I will play Mike Evans. Because like we just mentioned, he can catch touchdowns from the goal line. Mm-hmm. And if it condenses on Mike Evans because of what he did last week, well, great. Then I can play the two guys that I'm actually high on. So for me, I, I kind of break it down to just that. Let's see where ownership is. And let's look at matchups. So we'll keep it moving here. Um, Thielen's playing the night game. A.J. Brown up $600 to $6,900. Honestly, I still think that's too cheap for him. I think A.J. Brown is a Terry McLaurin, Jamar Chase caliber of talent. I think it's only a matter of time until he's up into that mid-7K. So at $6,900, I'm playing him. You know, Indianapolis, 24th ranked versus wide receiver. I honestly don't even care. I don't care if he could be playing New Orleans, you know, or whoever, one of these top-ranked defenses. I'd consider him. I'd put him in my player pool. So, 6,900, not afraid of him. DK, stud. 
He's got Geno Smith throwing to him. They're playing Jacksonville at home. They're pretty heavy home favorites. Um, the talent's there, though. He's another one of those guys that he's a 7K-plus talent. So coming in at 6,800, I think that's a bargain. What do you think about those two? The Ole Miss boys. The Ole Miss bros. I like them both, just like you were saying. They are 7K receivers. A.J. Brown just... He's not priced that high just because he's been sick, injured, or on bye. And now we got him back this last week, healthy as he can be, and he showed out. DK, I mean, they're honestly really similar receivers. Like, yeah, the things they do well, both of them share really a lot of the same traits. They're both burners and just physically gifted, impose their will on other corners because they can just out-muscle them. They're a lot of fun to watch, too. These dudes oh, yeah. are just alphas. Absolutely. Speaking of alphas, we got next on the list, Deontay Johnson. What sucks about Deontay, I would, I would put him in that category, but Deontay often injured, and he has Big Ben thrown into him. 60-year-old Big Ben. Not prime, you know, mid-20s Big Ben. So at 6700 I, I don't know, man. He has the talent. That's a fair price for the talent. But playing at Cleveland, I don't know. That's going to be a tough play for me. Keep coming down. Calvin Ridley, elite talent. We like him. Playing Carolina, 6600 No change in salary. And last week, we were saying that we thought that would be the lowest he was priced all year. So, of course, he's going to be in the mix. Carolina coming in ninth rank versus wide receivers. But who knows? Division rival. We'll see what happens. Playing in Atlanta, too. Um, next up, Keenan Allen. We got New England traveling out there. New England 20th ranked defense, 6,500. I think that's fair price for him. Keep coming down. We mentioned Godwin, 6,400. So he's up $500. But I believe he was in this you know low to mid-6K range earlier to begin the year, and I thought that was fair price. I was really surprised when he was down this low, which was why I played him and about you know 30% of the field played him. Yeah, thoughts on that little group there? I Yeah, I'm really liking that group. I feel like their prices are fairly low. I feel like for the quality of talent of the player they are, they just haven't had breakout sort of games. Godwin, I think, had his best game last week. Mm-hmm. He put up 28. Keenan just hasn't gotten it done yet. Calvin hasn't really done anything since week one or two. So I could see them any of those guys having themselves a game this weekend. Yeah, I agree. And it's not that I don't think Deontay Johnson belongs in that batch there, but I would actually rank him below all of those guys, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, let's keep it going. Cortland Sutton, another alpha receiver. He's just in an unfortunate situation in Denver. Um, playing Washington, 32nd rank versus wide receivers. That's a pass funnel. Um, no price change on his salary, 6400 So I think that's fair. It's just a matter of whether Teddy can get it to him or not. Let's keep it coming down. We got Robert Woods here at Houston, 6,300. So he's actually down 100. And like we mentioned earlier, Robert Woods, he just continues to have solid games. Like, not games to write home about. Mm-hmm. He's not winning tournaments. But I don't know. I mean, honestly, as a cash play at yeah, 6,300. Like awesome cash play. But the unfortunate thing is his teammate Cooper Cup has been – the ultimate cash play. <laughs> yes. I mean, he's been the all-time cash play. So, you know, it's really hard to play two players from the same team in cash unless you're running an onslaught. And this week, <laughs> we might just, you know, it might be a Matt Stafford, Darrell Henderson, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby sort of week. I, we'll see. I don't know. Get kind of crazy here. Might be the Heineken wine talking. Let's keep it going here. Chase Claypool. So, 
Um, they're coming off by, so he doesn't have his previous salary. But with Juju Smith-Schuster out for the year, he's been priced up quite a bit over the last couple weeks. He's up to $6,300. Previously, he was more of a like, high 4K, low to mid 5K receiver. Um, elite athleticism and boomer bust potential. But, again, he has Big Ben throwing it to him. We'll see how they utilize him, if they're going to use him as more of a slot receiver and manufacture touches for him because of his skill set or if they're going to keep him on the outside. Either way, they're playing at Cleveland. This is, uh, I see they're only 23rd ranked versus wide receivers, but it's a gritty division rival. I just don't really see this as a Claypool play at 6,300. No. I feel like the receivers won't do much this game. Yeah, especially when you can just get Antonio Brown for 6,100. Tyler Lockett here for 61. We got... I guess then we're kind of dropping off a little bit. But these are more players for stacks, I'd say, after that. We're getting down into the Marvin Jones 5'9", Julio 5'8", Brandon Cooks 5'7". I think Brandon Cooks will be fairly popular this week at 5'7". People will be wanting to run Ram stacks. And Brandon Cooks is the obvious bring back. Really the only play from Houston at all. So I think at 5'7", that's a fair price for him. I still don't know with Jalen Ramsey on him. They've been playing Jalen a lot more in the slot, and they've been playing a lot of zone. So I don't think it's going to be a lockdown sort of game. But, I mean, what were the Texans projected? 16 points? Yeah. I don't think it even matters, the matchup. That's just a game I might want to avoid. But I'm not saying what I'm going to do. I'm saying I think people are going to see that price tag. See, oh, Brandon Cooks is the only player they have playing the Rams. They'll be playing from behind. Might be a guy you want to jam in your lineup. And it might work out. I'm not even saying it won't. But it's not someone I'm high on, even though that price... It seems fair, but I think it's a trap. And then we keep coming down. Jalen Waddle, he's been priced up nothing this week, but I think he was up like $1,000 from the week prior to that. So they've got him up into the mid-5K range. Devontae Smith, this is someone here. We're talking about Jalen Hurts at Detroit. Devontae's coming in at 5500 only up $100 from last week. That's a really fair price for one of these rookie receivers who's still coming on. Mm-hmm. I like that. Just got to feed the guy. For sure. Keep coming down here. Manuel Sanders, um, 5,400. You know, Buffalo's projected 31 points. And Emmanuel Sanders is their wide receiver too. So if you're not going to go the Zach Moss, you know, route and you want to go with pass catchers, maybe doing a double stack, I think Emmanuel Sanders at 5,400 is very fair. Marquez Callaway here, the Tampa Bay pass funnel. I guess they're fourth ranked versus wide receivers, but I'm more afraid of Tampa Bay's run defense than I am pass defense. So I think if you're going to run any Winston, or even if you're just going to run a Tampa Bay stack and you can't afford to get up to Kamara, I think Callaway's in play. Keep coming down here. Khalif Raymond, Philadelphia at 5,300. I think I guess that's fair price. We'll, we'll just see, though. Is it, is it going to be a Raymond game or a St. Brown game? And then below him, this is what I really like. This range here is very interesting to me. So we have Michael Pittman. Coming in at 5,300. Corey Davis coming in at 5,200. T. Higgins coming in at 5,200. These guys are all very... And even below that, Jacoby Myers coming in at 5,100. This is very interesting to me. There's some viable options. Michael Pittman, I like him a lot. I mean, he... Yeah. He is Indy's number one guy, and T.Y. Hilton got injured in that last game even. So, Pittman... Basically retains all the targets again, truly being the number one. Doesn't have to worry about T.Y. stealing from him. 
Right. So with Indianapolis playing Sunday night, I think that the DK salaries came up before that game. And so here you see him actually priced down $100, even though he had a monster game. And like Jake mentioned, TY is going to be out. They're playing division rival Tennessee here at home. Tennessee 30th ranked defense versus wide receiver. Now I know Tennessee just shut down Kansas City, so maybe that's factored into the pricing as well. But Michael Pittman at 5,300. I mean, I got to imagine he's going to be 20 or 30% owned. And if we check Saturday and he's not, I might just hit the lock button on him. I'll put him in every lineup. Mm-hmm. I mean, 5,300, he only needs to score 10 points to return value in cash games, 20 points in tournaments. So no reason to believe he can't get there. Corey Davis, kind of similar sort of deal. There, He has no competition on his own team. And he's playing Cincinnati, which is a high-powered offense. They'll be playing from behind. If it turns into a shootout at 5,200, Corey Davis is in the same boat. And then T. Higgins. T. Higgins at 5,200. I know that he's been priced down. He's he's up $300 this week, but I think he's down from where he started the season. And T. Higgins, again, a second-year wide receiver looking for a breakout. He's been getting the air yards. He's on the field almost 100% of the time. Jamar Chase is just, like, blasts onto the scene. You know, we haven't seen anything like it ever, ever. So people are kind of forgetting about T. Higgins, but T. Higgins, especially at $5,200, that's a good play. And you keep coming down. Jacoby Myers, you know, playing at the Chargers. If that turns into a shootout, Jacoby Myers is the number one receiver for the Patriots at 5100 down $200 from last week. Could return value. I don't know, kind of looking down here, there's really not a ton. Allen Robinson, oh, how the mighty have fallen down another 200 He's down to $4,900. Allen Robinson has been one of the top, you know, most talented receivers in the NFL for the last five years. And now just the system that he's in and the circumstances, it's pretty unbelievable. And even at $4,900, I don't want to play him. You know, it's crazy. It's wild. Devontae Parker coming back from injury, 4900 um, playing at Buffalo, so depending on the weather, depending on how you think that game's going to turn, you know, Buffalo first rank versus wide receivers. But if you expect it to be a shootout, Devontae Parker is the wide receiver one for Miami when he's healthy. Although I think Will Fuller's coming back this week too, so someone to keep an eye on. Keep coming down here. Not really a lot jumping out at me. DJ Chark, um, 4,900 at Seattle. If you're going to play a receiver from that game, I think Chark is – you know, a decent receiver option. There's really nothing else down here that's jumping out to me. Darnell Mooney, 4,800. I don't know. Now that you can get Allen Robinson for 4,900, I guess why would you even, you know, go down to Darnell Mooney? Just don't play either of them. It used to be Allen Robinson was 6K, so you could get leverage playing Mooney, but now they're both cheap and they're both in situations that you don't really want to be associated with. Robbie Anderson, down another $100 to $47K. He's getting the air yards, but the the offense is just kind of in shambles. So, I don't know. That's someone, he's out there running every route. He had a great season last year, 47K, super cheap. You may want to just keep coming back to him. You know, I think a few weeks ago, a lot of people were playing him because he started the year right there with DJ Moore. They were both in that low 6K range, and DJ Moore has really stepped it up. And Robbie Anderson hasn't performed well. So I think every week people were still going back to that Robbie Anderson well. And he hasn't delivered. So maybe if people quit going back to it, you know, if his ownership is below 5%, he's definitely a tournament play in my opinion. But it's not someone I would really rely on or count on.
but at 4,700, it's a guy who's running routes on every play. They're going to be playing at Atlanta. Could turn into somewhat of a shootout. They'll be playing from behind. I don't know. Could be a sneaky tournament play. I'm not really seeing anything else down here. No, I'm not a huge fan of the remaining guys too much. I no. think Gallup, well, that's Sunday night. doesn't even matter. Yeah, Gallup's coming back from injury, but it's a Sunday night game. Way down here, you got Jalen Rager. You know, we've been talking about that Philadelphia-Detroit game again. Uh, a cheap guy. Now, he's up $300, but 4100 is cheap. So, you got cheap receivers, a cheap Jalen Hurts. Miles Sanders is hurt. Detroit, they've played with everyone they've gone up against this year. Could be a back and forth. Interesting game. All right, let's just check out tight ends quick. We'll wrap this up. So, up at the top, Kelsey Monday night, not on the slate. Then we got Kyle Pitts. Yeah, we called this. We said Kyle Pitts at 59, he'd be up in the 6K range. He's up $400, 6300 That's probably about right for him. Um, Hawkinson up 300 to 5400 So, probably about right for him, too. Schultz is Sunday night. Kittle, 5100 I don't know, man. He's been dealing with injuries, and their offense just doesn't look great. From a talent perspective that seems like an incredible deal if you had told me you could get george kittle for fifty one hundred dollars on DraftKings before the season started i would say lock him in every week but mm -hmm. at fifty one hundred i don't know i don't know tournament play sure because we know what he's capable of but really boomer bust very volatile in my opinion keep coming down and just Jake just hop in if there's anything you want to add I'm just going to kind of run through these quick and we'll wrap up but Kisicki 5k up $300 from last week at 4700 I think what we liked about him is we knew his upside and we thought that 4700 would seem high to people so you know we considered playing him but now after he had the blow up game and he's priced up to 5k now it's going to be one of those things where people are like, oh, well, he should be 5K because he catches touchdowns. So I, I think his ownership will be up. You know, I wanted to play him when his ownership was down and because people thought that was too high. Now they're pricing him up, and people think that's about right. So I'm going to be off of him. Devontae Parker, I believe, is back this week too. So Parker's back too, yeah. So Gasicki might actually be playing tight end now instead of X. Mm -hmm. Or what's more likely is he just won't be on the field. He's a good pass catcher. He's not a good tight end. He doesn't block all that well. And they don't need him to. They don't ask him to. You keep coming down. No offense. Um, down $100 to 4900 So I like this. Fant, they've been getting him, like, getting him used more in the offense. They're playing Washington. This could be a slot fest, but it could be one of those kind of somewhat high scoring, you know, just two bad defenses, two sloppy offenses. Maybe some pick sixes, and then the other team's got to turn around and sling it to catch up, and who knows. But at 4900 for his usage, I think that's fair value. Keep going down. Dawson Knox, 4800 This is kind of that Mike Gusecki from last week. I think people are going to think 4800 is too expensive for him, but he could catch two touchdowns, especially in this game. If the weather's bad and you know they're going to be slinging it all the way down the field, like – they might just get him some short catches, and a couple of them might be in the end zone. So, I don't know, 4,800. I think that's reasonable, especially if ownership's down. Then we come down, Dallas Goddard, 4,700. He's only up $100. So they trade Zach Ertz away. They're going to be playing at Detroit, and he's only 4,700. I mean, this guy is going to be in a lot of my lineups. I, 
If he's not in other people's lineups, then I'm going to be playing him everywhere. If he's heavily owned, then I might just sprinkle him in a little bit. But, yeah, we'll see what the field thinks on that one. Rob Gronkowski down $200 from last week, but he's missed the last couple games. So 4600 If he is back, which let's see here. Uh, we don't have any news for this week. If he's back, that's fair price for Gronk every week. 4600 Keep coming down. Ertz, Thursday night. Hunter Henry, Sunday. Like I said, I like Hunter Henry. He's up $100. 4200 though, for a pass-catching tight end. Potentially the number one receiving threat on his own team. Love it. Logan Thomas is still out. Evan Ingram. He's up $300, but I don't know why. Again, it's he's name recognition. He came into the league Monday night. Monday night game anyway, so we don't even need to talk about him. Thursday, down to Ricky Seals-Jones, 3,800. So he's only up 100. I think Ricky Seals-Jones will be a popular play again. I think he should be. Any of those sub-4K res- or pass-catching tight ends, I think, should always be in play. So 3,800 at Denver. Not expecting it to be a very sexy game, but 3,800 I'll play him. CJ Uzama. Up 700 from 3K to 3,700 after the... Do you have two touchdowns? Two touchdowns. In the last game, yeah. He's a pass-catching threat. At the Jets, I think that's another guy to consider. Now, it might be someone though the ownership is spiked on because people also will think, oh, he's a sub-4K pass-catching tight end. So if ownership is up on him, I'll fade him because he doesn't have two touchdowns every game, right? No one played him. And then last week he had a big game, so now everyone wants to play him. So we'll just kind of check out ownership later in the week. You got Firemuth here. He's 3,600. Like I mentioned earlier, with Juju out, he might get some more catches. Juwan Johnson. And then we're down here. This is the guy that we mentioned earlier, Jared Cook. 3,400 against New England. Too cheap. Way too cheap. That guy should be chalk, but he's been flying under the radar all season. So that might be another guy, too, that we're both really high on. And then you keep coming down. You got Mo Ali Cox, touchdown threat at 3,200. Um, not really seeing anything else. Ebron, 3,100. Cole Komet, if you want to play a cheap Chicago pass catcher, 3,100. Not a lot. Cameron Bray, O.J. Howard, both coming in at 3K. If Gronk is still out, maybe you can look at them, but it's hard to say with them. Neither of them really has stood out too much. I know O.J. Howard had a touchdown the other week against the Eagles, but that was more... Just the play happened to be designed for him. They're mm-hmm. in like a little misdirection throwback. So, yeah, there's I don't know nothing else really down here. Anything you want to talk about? Um, for some reason, Dan Arnold is popping in my model. So Dan Arnold got traded to Jacksonville a little while ago. Um, Jacksonville really liked using O'Shaughnessy before he got hurt. Mm. He got hurt. They traded for Dan Arnold. So I think that a lot of people are kind of anticipating, yeah, Dan Arnold here getting implemented into the offense a little more. But they're playing at Seattle on the road. I guess 2,800, you're looking for that touchdown upside. Um, Ferkster is another name I'm seeing there with that being a high-scoring game. Yep. I could see him, you know, just getting the red zone, mm-hmm. just dump to him. Maybe yeah. get like a three, four, five-yard touchdown, something like that. Ferks, or you got Troutman down here, the Tampa Bay pass funnel. Um, I mean, we're, we're just punting at this point. You're just punting the position, but mm-hmm. you never know. Well, the big thing with the punts, too, is keep your eye on injuries throughout the week. Um, Foster Moreau ended up being a 
slate changing play this last week with the late Darren Waller news. So keep your eyes on that, especially if like a higher priced tight end gets injured or limited or even ruled out later in the week. Finding his backup at the minimum salary is a great way to create leverage one and two, get that extra salary to get up at other positions. So definitely keep your eye on that. I don't, I don't know of any injured tight ends necessarily off the top of my head, but just to Jake's point, those cheap, like two, 2.5 is the minimum salary for tight ends, but that 2.5 to 3K range is a great place to go bargain shopping. So something to definitely consider going into the week. And that kind of does it for the positions. DK salaries, that took a little longer than we did last week. We'll try to, t- try to tighten that up in the future. But hopefully you guys took something from it. I mean, we love going through this. We feel like we're gaining a lot of insight early in the week so that we can start to formulate how we want to play games, players, and stacks later on. You know, looking at the game lines, the spreads, and then the DK salaries, that is the best foundational pieces, in my opinion, to just start to get an idea of the slate. So, I don't know. On that note, Jake, is there anything else you want to add? Anything you want to touch on? No, I feel like the stuff you said right there, I mean, really covers it. Like, the salaries going through it right now really helps kind of give you an idea on what, what are going to be good plays for you, like price-wise and stuff, where you can get some bargains, some of the cash guys. So I just think it helps make Sundays that much easier for you to finalize your lineups. Yep, and not only that, you're also kind of seeing like, oh, wow, this this is big and this is something people are going to catch. And, and so you know pretty early in the week, who the cash, you know, the chalk players are going to be. And so then you can start to kind of get in your idea, okay, well, if this is going to be chalk, if this is who everybody's going to be on, how can I get unique? How can I get different? So it's a lot of useful information, in my opinion. Um, hope you guys think the same thing. So on that, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks for joining us again. Um, we'll be back Saturday night. We are going to look at our player models. And we'll build a cash lineup in the $25 massive double up. We'll throw that in on Sunday. And then Sunday night, we'll be back to review that. And we'll take a look at some of the top Millie Maker winning lineups and any other contests, tournaments that maybe we're in and we want to talk about. So on that note, we will see you guys on Saturday. Thanks for hanging with the bros. Let's go.